Hello, all my purple people out there. Welcome to the Purple Factor Podcast. You deserve to be whole, mentally, financially, and professionally. And my goal is to help you get as close as possible. My name is Adriana. Some of you might know me from Instagram or YouTube as the Purple Fashionista. And in this weekly podcast, I hope I can serve you with a dose of being you unapologetically, business talk, and topics on plain old being black with the hint of finances and mommy life. It's time to dig deep so that you can find the purple factor. It's not only a spiritual journey, but it's a mental moment, financial liberty, and taking back you wrapped in one. The ride is crazy and it'll have you in tears, but I promise it's worth it. We all deserve the purple factor, so tune in. Sanders once said, if you look good, you feel good. If you feel good, you play good. If you play good, they pay you. Now, I'm sure he is definitely referring to sports, but I'm talking about clothes. Okay. Aziri.com dresses the boss in us all. All right. Their motto is, when you look like a boss, you feel like a boss. With their eye-catching colors, patterns, prints, and textures, Aziri helps clients serve style and deals in the boardroom. Shop www.aziri.com. That's www.azyri.com today to dress the boss in you. Use code The Purple Factor and save 10% on your order. So, I remember growing up, or not even growing up, like coming down to Atlanta to go to school. Shout out to uh, Georgia State Panthers. And I remember a rule that I had for him, like, I don't even know, like, but shortly after I got here, that once I, like, was with somebody and we broke up, like, I'd never go back to that person. <laughs> that was my rule. And so I followed that rule, oh, my gosh, for so long. I did. And I would break up with somebody, and I would never go back to that person. I'd never go back to that person. And then I had my son. And, like, everything changed. That rule changed, right? And so I remember I still was sticking to that rule for, like, the next three years, maybe. Um, And then this one person comes along. And it seemed like this was the the, the guy for me, right? I was going to, you know, we were going to get married and stay together forever. And it was going to be so great, right? <laughs> and a year after, um, kind of we made it official, like 10 months. After we made it official, because we were dating for three months before we made it official, I guess. And then shortly, like 10 months after, he breaks up with me. And I mean, y'all, I was crushed. I was devastated, okay? <laughs> like... I I just was distraught. One, I had never been broken up with before, and that was that was like the big thing for me. Like I I didn't even know what that felt like. Most of the time, it was me evaluating the relationship, realizing that it wasn't going to work for me, and then being like, mm, I'm out, right? And so then I would just break up with that person. You know, it's not you, it's me. <laughs> I gotta move on. <laughs> and so then that would be it. 
But with this person, I there was no closure. Like they, I, to this day, I still don't know why they broke up with me. Uh, and now it, it really doesn't even matter now. But at the time, it was so important um, because you know, as, as a mom. I went through a lot of years of just like low confidence in myself. Like nobody was ever going to love me because I was a single mom. Like how am I going to find somebody? And so I think this was my first real relationship um, after becoming a mom. And so it was super important to me. A lot of my myself was established in that relationship. Um, and I say that now because I'm, I, I'm able to look back and see that there were a lot of there was a lot of growth that had taken place in that 10 months for me as a person. I'm an independent woman to my core. Like my friends, my family, they know that. Um, and so in a relationship, it's kind of hard for me to give in a relationship. But in that relationship, I kind of learned a little bit of giving, right? It was just a little bit of, of, of back and forth giving. And I remember just being so heartbroken because I, was, I think it was back to nobody's going to love me. I'm not going to find anybody. Um, you know, I'm going to die alone, right? And I think the, the, the big fear is really dying alone. And I didn't want to do that. And so it just was important to me <laughs> um, that I find closure, which and to this day, it's been five years and I haven't haven't gotten that closure but it I think I moved on right obviously I moved on but anyway that closure or lack of closure kept me going back to that person we went back and forth for four years I swear y'all was it four years about three three years um we went back and forth for three, almost four years, three and a half, almost four years. And I finally was like, I, I've had it. <laughs> like there was something that major that went down and the in the decision process for this person, which I, I can't say that I fought them for the decision that they made, but I do fought them for making that decision without taking me as my son into account with that decision and so at that time it was like well you know it's not wasn't working for me anyway I think I was just doing it because I really thought this person was the person I was supposed to spend the rest of my life with and then finding out that no that was not the case and then this particular thing solidifying that for me and then it was just kind of like he's not the one for you sis like move on and so I never realized <laughs> at the time that what I was really afraid of was just not being with that person. We spent a lot of time together. We had very good times together. And so it was very difficult for me to imagine that person not being in my life in that capacity, like in the capacity of being my significant other. And so... It was hard even making the decision to break up with that person. I think I cried about it for a couple of days. And then the day that I actually broke up with him, I cried about it on the day. Like, at the moment, I cried then as well. It just wasn't working. 
And then I had to be okay with that not working. And a friend of mine always says, like, you know, a relationship is never, like, a waste of time. But I really felt like I had wasted my time primarily because um, I just should not have even gone into that space again because I had allowed that person so much emotional control that when I was ready to date again, I was finally ready to get out and find me somebody else. I allowed this person to come back into my life and then show me that I wasn't the woman he wanted to be with again, right? So I I did it once, and then I turned around and I, I did it again. So there's that. Um, but it was it's it was important to me that I just stayed on the course of I am worthy, no matter the amount of kids I have, I'm worthy, I'm educated, I have a good job, you know, I'm this, I'm that. I bring a lot to the table. So it was important for me to establish that I did not need that person to show me that. Um, and that the person that was perfect for me was going to come along and they were going to they were gonna not only show me that, but they were going to make sure that I knew I was worth it. Um, and so that's ultimately what brought me to today's topic, which is it's okay to want to be in a relationship. I think we are in a time where sneaky links and side pieces and it's just so people aspire to be a sneaky link. I don't want to be your sneaky link. First of all, it is not on my radar to not be with somebody in the capacity that I feel like I deserve. If you have to hide me, you are not the person that I want to be with. Be with, right? Um, if you cannot show me my value, my worth, you are not the person I want to be with. However, I do find that I am 32 years old. I'm a mom. And it's like I have all my stuff in, you know, in order. Seemingly, my finances are okay. I'm working on my last degree. I'm not going back to get another degree. Um, and I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm, I'm coasting, right? I'm coasting in life. I'm doing what I can on the business front. And so then it's like, now I'm ready. I'm ready to be somebody's wife. I'm ready to be somebody's forever buddy. I'm ready to be in that terminal relationship. That's what I call it. A terminal relationship. And I, I'm not. And I don't want to subscribe to the I'm an independent woman. I don't need a man. <laughs> um. I don't want to subscribe to that. I really don't. I am a romantic at heart. I want somebody that understands and works with that romantic aspect of my life. And I feel like in this age of feminism and independent womanness, it's just overrated to me, right? The independent woman, she is overrated. <laughs> As an independent woman, I can't speak for us all, but I do speak for myself when I say I want us to kill that independent woman shit. It is annoying. I'm I'm tired of it, right? 
as an independent woman, I, I, what does, what has it gotten me, right? In terms of relationship wise, to be somebody sneaky, I don't want to be nobody fucking sneaking with. I deserve way more than being somebody that you sneak with between eleven and seven, right? I don't want that, and so it. I don't know. I get annoyed when I hear like the Beyonces and the Megans and the the Cardis talk about, you know, fucking on a nigga and all. But then you go home to somebody. Like there's a boyfriend or there's a husband at home. So essentially, you are singing about something that you are not yourself experiencing, and it's annoying, right? Because then men are thinking independent woman, women are thinking independent woman. It just gets annoying because it's a misconstrued thing. I want to be with somebody. And I know there are plenty of other ladies out there like myself who want to be with somebody. who We don't want to be alone. Right? I am an independent woman. But I want to be with somebody else. And so, today's topic is essentially important because sis, if you want a man, don't let Megan tell you you don't need no man. Do not let your homegirl tell you strong enough to be without him, that the vibrator's going to be good enough. No, it's not. The vibrator don't pay half the bills. The vibrator don't. The vibrator don't do a lot of things. I can go real graphic. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> because, But the vibrator doesn't do that. Okay, the vibrator can't drive my car, take me on a date, take me on a vacation, bend me over a balcony. No, it can't do all that. I don't want that. <laughs> but I do want somebody who wants to do that, and then somebody that wants to do that forever. Um, and then thinking about that, like I also think about one of my other homegirls, she loves to say that she's not going to settle. And I don't want you to feel like you have to settle either. I think settling is a... Uh, huge step, maybe compromising, right? Maybe finding some things that you can do and not do without. That's not settling. That's compromising. Realizing that I have flaws that somebody's going to have to compromise with, and, and they're going to have flaws that I'm going to have to compromise with as well. It's important that I understand. I'm not going to get everything on the list. It's just not going to be 100%. That's perfection, and I'm not expecting perfection in my mate. Right? And I'm not have I don't want them to expect that same perfection in me. I don't want to be everything on their list. I can't be everything on their list. And so it's just important. I was watching Facebook today and it was a clip from Love and Hip Hop Atlanta with Erica Mina, um, Sierra, and Bambi. And Erica Mina was talking about how Safari kind of deals with them when he wants to. And I'm not sure how much is for TV and how much is, you know, real life. But I read the comments, obviously, because that's what I do. And there were a lot of people talking about how Erica married for money and she didn't really marry for love. And I can't say she did, but she may have married because she decided she the new, he proposed, right? Might as well, without realizing that maybe that marriage was not for him, marriage was not for he wanted. I don't want to settle. That's settling. That's that's taking the person that's just choosing for the sake of choosing. I don't want to do that. 
but I do want to find somebody that I'm okay with compromising with, right? That's not saying he has to, you know, be rich. He has to have 15 cars. He has to, I'm not saying any of that. <laughs> but I'm also not saying I don't want somebody that doesn't aspire to be the, the best him he can be, right? That's not saying that I'm okay with taking a dude that's going to, you know, cheat on me or not come home to me or don't not cater to me and not give what I'm willing to give to him, right? I'm not saying that. I want the perfect person. I say this all the time, the perfect for me. That's what I want. And that's not necessarily the person that <laughs> is going to be... he. I keep saying he's like, he's in the works. He's out there somewhere. He waiting on me. I'm waiting on him. We just, we just fucking through life. So we find each other. I hope I find that person soon <laughs> because I want a kid or two more. <laughs> um, and I just don't, I don't want to subscribe. Oh, I'll do it by myself. I, I'm doing it by myself. Okay. As much as I love my son, as much as I love being a single mom, I also would love to have somebody to leave his ass home with so I can go out and somebody to pick me up when I when I get too hyped out here in the streets. All of that. Right? Um, and the last thing is, this is, I think this is even more important than the first two. Understanding and knowing yourself and then understanding and knowing the person that you want is so important to finding somebody that's going to last you a lifetime. When I was in that three and a half year debacle, because I'm going to call it debacle now, when I was in that three and a half year relationship, I didn't know the person that I was at the time because I still was. Young, I think I was like 25, 26. How old am I? How old am I now? Like 27, 28. So I still was kind of young and still was really trying to figure out how to navigate single mama, single motherhood and dating and didn't really understand what I even wanted, let alone what kind of husband I wanted at the time. And so when I look at that person now, I realize that the person that I initially fell in love with during that first, those first couple of months was not the same person that, that broke up with me. They were not even the same person. And so that being said, like then spending an additional two and a half years with that person or just going back and forth with that person under the guise of, you know, eventually, in my mind, I kept thinking he'll realize that I'm the one for him and then we'll just be together. I'm so glad that didn't happen. But, um, and that's not that's not throwing shade. That's just saying that person is, they're, they're not even the same people. The person that I fell in love with and the person that that individual is now are not even the same person. And so it was beneficial to me that, 
we break up and then kind of never not try it again. Um, because I now I can look back on that relationship and it's been two years since. Um, I've since we broke up or two and a half years now since we broke up, and it's like. Now I understand the reason why that relationship was not going to work. It was never going to work. I would talk about taking me on dates or just spending time with me outside of, you know, the family stuff. And that was all nice and that was all dandy. But it wasn't like, I don't know. It just wasn't, I felt like for the person that I, that's supposed to be with me, I, those conversations I don't have to have. I don't have to tell you take me on dates. I don't have to tell you to, you know, wine and dine. I don't want to have to tell you that. And I, I've read something, um, or not even read, but uh, last month, I think I was listening to a clubhouse and the guy on the phone, the one of the speakers was saying that women don't realize that we're we are the employer, right? The guys are supposed to Bring us the resumes. We're supposed to sort through those resumes. We're supposed to decide if they're going to be capable of the job. And we're going to decide when we fire them. And it nothing has ever rang so true to me. If you know me, you, you know I'm not a feminist because I can't subscribe to something so extreme. But I do believe that in any relationship, especially one that's long-term where you know, kids are involved on it. The woman is going to sacrifice a lot more than the man. That's biologically. Is it biologically? I don't know what word I'm looking for. (laughs) But the woman is going to give more in that relationship. She's going to have the children. She's going to work. And she's going to hopefully take care of the house. Right? The man is not going to do as much. He can't do as much. Um, Having a child is a risk that a lot of people, a lot of women won't take. And sadly, a lot of women can't take. But for those that do take on the risk, you are essentially risking life um, to do that, to bring a child into this world. Pregnancy is hard on the body. It's hard on the mind. And so that particular aspect alone lets me know that any man that I'm with has to understand that I'm not, we're, we're not equal and we will never be equal. And I don't, I don't want us to be equal, but I am worth everything that I asked for. I deserve everything I asked for. Um, and not just because I'm I'm going to be the one birthing the children, but again, I'm going to be the one primarily taking care of them. I got to get up at night. If somebody's going to be off at, with their sick, nine times out of ten, it's going to be me, right? I'm going to have to take off work. I'm going to have to do this. I'm going to do, I'm gonna have to be the one to give the most in that relationship, right? Even if you cut the grass, even if you fix everything that ever broke in the house, it's not going to amount to the fact that I'm still going to have to cook. I'm probably going to be the primary one that cleans. I'm going to be the one most more than likely going to PTA meetings. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
and the, the whole taking the kids to the sports. Um, now, I do know some men do that, so I'm not knocking them. That's first and foremost. Um, but I want somebody that understands that. And so today, also, I was watching um, my wife and kids, and Jay and Michael were talking about Michael getting a vasectomy, and Michael's like, it's just emasculating. And I'm sitting around like, do you realize, like, her going into surgery to get her tubes tied, <laughs> she could die. Because they actually have to, you know, put her under that. So hope there's a recovery process. There's all these other things involved with a tubal ligation or whatever surgery that there's not necessarily a risk for a man. So a vasectomy is, again, still not the risk of its equivalent. For a woman, right? And I know a lot of couples may have this conversation about vasectomies versus tubal ligations or whatever the case may be. And then um, my sister said it best. It just comes down to just not being educated enough in the subject, in the topic. It is easier to reverse a vasectomy than it is to reverse me going in to get my tubes out. Sometimes that's just permanent. Right, depending on what, what type you get, it's permanent. Right? And so, anyway, understand what who you are as a person, what you like, what you don't like to do, what you're willing to take, what you're not willing to take, and then understand who you want to be with. Because that's also going to play a part in what they are, what you're going to allow them to do, what you're not going to allow them to do. Um, things that they get to say to you, things, how they treat you, whatever the case may be. Um, people do what you allow. So if from go, you allow that person to run over you, guess what they're going to do? They're going to run over you. Even when you're sick and tired of their shit, they're going to run over you because you've let them do that. But when you know who you are and what you are and are not going to accept, it's easy to recognize it and be like, mm, that's not going to work. And this ain't going to work. Right? It's easy for me to leave a situation where I know something's not going to work in because I'm not I'm not going to play with nobody. Don't play with me. Don't play with my time. It's just super important that you don't play with me. It just is what it is. <laughs> so I just want... I just want it to be known that it's definitely okay to be in a relationship. I do not like, and I do not subscribe to uh, independent woman don't need, I don't need a man, whatever, whatever. Say what you want, but when you go home at the end of the night, and if you like me, because I'm just not going to just be with just anybody, right? Um, I'm picky, and now, nowadays, I'm pickier than I used to be. And so, in that, I'm going home, and I'm going to be by myself. I don't want to be by myself. Sometimes I want somebody to rub my booty, right? Sometimes I want some late night gotcha, okay? Because it's important to me. As a person, it's very important to me. Um, and it's just, it's so important. It's so important <laughs> to me to have somebody else and to want to be with somebody else and to want to spend the rest of my life with that person. 
and then knowing knowing what I do and don't want from that person, what I do and don't expect from that person. Knowing and them knowing and valuing me as a person. Now, I'm not saying by him knowing my worth that I'm not willing to reciprocate. I'm definitely willing to reciprocate. But I think um, happy life, happy wife, happy life is very essential. And then I sent a post the other day about that particular phrase that says, if, you know, the, the term itself is misconstrued. People think, oh, keep the wife happy. And forget about everybody else. And the the post essentially said, if the woman is happy, the happiness flows down. She's gonna make sure the kids are happy. She's gonna make sure the husband's happy. She's gonna make sure home is taken care of. She's gonna make sure everything else is done. But she has to be happy first, which is why in, in a lot of in households, if if mom is not happy, like nothing is going good. Food ain't being cooked. Shit ain't being clean. Because who else is going to do it primarily, right? And so that's what I want. I'm willing to I'm willing to be the woman you need, right? Or be the woman that you want. But I want to be, show the effort. And then I'm, I'm willing to reciprocate the effort, right? That's it for the podcast, y'all. I ain't got no more today. Um, I just had this on my heart. I came up, I I was, what was I listening to? I was looking at something the other day, and she was talking about single, the single life. It was an Instagram reel, and she was talking about the single life. And I was trying to look like, that is bullshit. I, I, I'm single, and I'm, I'm happy as a single woman. I, fuck all that single life shit. I don't want to be single. Not for real. I think we've also brought into just lying to ourselves. Like, you know when you go to bed at night, you want to be with somebody. Stop playing. Like, you ain't you ain't got to lie. <laughs> you want to be with somebody. Stop out here acting like single life is it. For some of us, it is. I'm not going to lie. Some of us, it is it, right? And for some of us, it's not. And some of us that put that it's not, we still be out here acting like it is. I mean, I'm not going to act like. I just like being single. Uh, being single is okay, cool. But it's just not something I want to be, something I want to be for too damn long. Uh-uh. Miss me with that. <laughs> Miss me with the whole entire concept, okay? I want a man. I want vacations. I want all of that. Right? When I have a baby, I want baby moons, and I want somebody rubbing my stomach. Somebody as happy as me that's not my mom and my sisters. I'm having a baby. I want all of that, right? I want a man that's happy. I'm having his child, all of that. I don't get to experience that. <laughs> I haven't gotten Nick to experience it yet. And so that's what's important to me. Um, but yeah, that's it. I'm the Purple Fashionista, and this has been The Purple Factor. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. I hope you got a lot of information from this week's podcast. If you want to follow us on Instagram, that is at The Purple Factor. If you want to follow me on Instagram to follow my daily life, 
that is up to you. That is at Professionista on all social media platforms like TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. The only one that I'm really on is the Instagram. Um, so that is Instagram at The Professionista or at The Purple Factor. This has been amazing. I will see you guys next time.